take out the vital organs and you burn all that stuff. And that takes care of the problem. You are now listening to From the Pit. It's killing a lot of people. And welcome to From the Pit, the show where we bring you everything from gore grind carolers to Santa is a dark angel and he's lulling us into a false sense of security. One year he will not deliver sloth and opulence, he will deliver a reaping while he chuckles. A jolly chuckle. <laughs> My name is Phil. With me is Frank, yep. Mike, yep. and Sam. Guten Tag. And uh, this is the Christmas episode. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, Merry insert, Christmas. Insert jingling bells in the background, people. Just imagine them. This is, uh, this is that's, the... That's above our budget. Yeah. Uh, now, obviously, we are not recording this at a usual time because um, fuck you. We love you all, but we're not recording on Christmas Eve. <laughs> nah, we're uh, like our I got... I've got beer chugging to do Christmas Eve. See, I, I shit I shit you not when I say that like you, my plan for Christmas Eve is to quite literally get shit house drunk. Mm-hmm. There you like go, that, buddy. No, that is exactly what I'm doing for Christmas. Now you know. Well, there you go. Uh, so this will be one of uh, one of those episodes that we do where we're we're talking uh, more just about some things that we that we like that we don't really get a chance to talk about on the show. Um, cause we don't want to pre-record shit and then wait on talking about newer bands. Uh, so if you've been with us for a while, you've heard a couple of these, uh, mm-hmm. but we want to get something out there for you. So this is one of those. And, uh, I, that's gotta be Mike starting us off. Yes. You know yes, it is. Yes. Especially after I saw something posted earlier today, unrelated to this episode. Yeah. I figured that's what happened. It did. It was like, you know what? This seems like good I time. almost did it. You beat me too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's listen to the track. Yeah. 
God. <laughs> Every oh God. Every time that you have thrice, I'm like, fuck, I need to listen to more thrice. You really do. I mean, I'm, I'm going to pontificate for a little bit, I guess. Uh, thrice is just one of those bands that I got into at the perfect time. It was a little bit after this album was released in 2002. Um, ironically enough, I was actually lent these CDs in Shy Halud case, cases, which kind of spurred off that whole thing. But there, you know... I won't accept many arguments to the fact that there are bands out there that did Identity Crisis or something similar to it better. If not, I mean, I just I don't see a lot of artists out there kind of doing this epic. No, uh, Thrice was really uh, they 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 stood out from their their contemporaries uh, very heavily. The 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 sense of melody. Uh, Dustin's voice, uh, Tepe's riffs, Te- Tepe's ridiculous. I mean, one one of the most fucking talented guitarists, uh, and, and, and horrendously underrated. Oh, absolutely. His, his riffs were fucking uh, just insane. That 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 fucking that intro to Ultra Blue, uh, which is like his whole fucking jazz or, intro. Or, is it Ultra Blue? Oh, so strange. I remember you has a beautiful intro too. Yeah, like yeah, I might be mixing them up. It's been a long time. Um, just unheard of writing on a second release from a bunch of kids. Uh, yeah, that's the thing that I think a lot of people forget. They were like fucking what, like eighteen, maybe when this eighteen shit came when out. this released, right? Because they got off playing earlier um, when they released uh, "Illusion of Safety," and before that was "All Ultra Eyes" on, the "All Eyes" EP. Yeah, yeah, they were really young when they did that you can hear it in dustin's voice (laughs) yeah you really can um you know what and this might be my favorite album from them front to back because it has what i fell in love with the riffs the speed the passion i mean the 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 first three really for for anyone who doesn't understand why i can't get down with new thrice you clearly haven't spent any time with the old shit right uh because the the divide is fucking night and day I'm older now, and I can follow them up to issue, but that's it. I still hate that shit. It's it's way more by the numbers. It's way more basic and uninspired, and the passion is there only in so much that it's forced. You know, like it, it was well and after that was after the Alchemy Index, I believe, where they I, I felt like they had their opportunity to really do that super proggy, experimental sort of thing. And then, uh, unfortunately, we didn't really get that return to what I was, I was after, and that's fine, because you've still got a huge catalog of music that I wouldn't live without. Yeah, I'm uh, with you. I was a, something that was kind of uh, interesting when I was in high school. Like, so there was a lot of like, uh, a metalheads at my school that like, if they were only listening to metal, like this style of hardcore, they were they were not into. Yeah. But Thrice was one of the ones where, like, yeah, I, I can get down with that. <laughs> <laughs> it's it just, like, man, the first three releases, just they never get too sappy. I think it's the it's the riffiness. It's That's so riffy. It's so, you know, it's not mundane, and it's not, you know, verse, chorus, verse, and I, that's a lot of what I was looking for at the time. I, I, I Yeah, no, I mean, I, I struggle to think of many bands that I can even really compare to them. Uh, it, it's, it's hard. I mean, well, I would want to jump to something like Comeback Kid as being energetic and riffy and intelligent. It doesn't have the same 
it's epic in a different way. There's a, there's a, there's, well, so like when you look at Comeback Kid, like, yeah, there are comparisons, but there is not that level of technicality. Right. There's always something uh, that, that, you know, you might find, you might get two out of three, but there's just something about uh, Thrice that's just really, it was unique. Absolutely. So if you're out there and you haven't heard Thrice, I'm really surprised. But um, if you've heard <laughs> Major Minor or something like that, go go back. Start over. Go back. Yeah. Start from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's no reason not to. So uh, Thrice. All right. Ah, shit. Yeah. That was, that, was a, that was a great fucking choice, too. I remember uh, I... My my band in high school, uh, we we covered the Beltsville Crucible. That's that fucking intro was was such a goddamn nightmare at the time. We would play, to wake and avenge the dead. That was that track. We would play Deadbolt. Um, Deadbolt's a good one, dude. Uh, I'm the other we, one's escaping me, but there's dude, there's just we could ramble for hours about this. The riffs are fun to play. They're not. Anyway, so yeah, that's that's yeah, that. No, that's they're they're challenging, they're creative, uh, you know. Yeah, god damn it. All right, all right, I'm gonna stop before I launch a whole other. Uh, I just fucking love thrice. Yeah. Uh, but that brings it to me. Mm-hmm. This one, and it's funny. I actually. Uh, well, I'll get to it. Tom, go ahead and roll this shit. this shit roll out <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i phil why haven't you told me about this band oh, i really i, I kind of love this honestly this is so it's funny um 
I mean, th this is really uh, exemplary of that era of hardcore of early 2000s where uh, even though it was taking sort of the the heavier aspects that have been introduced in the in the mid to late 90s, I mean, even in the late 80s, um, they were kind of bringing it back to uh, traditional hardcore. So, you know, you had the fucking, the gang vocals, uh, the, the approach, everything about it was kind of getting back to just being, <laughs> just being hardcore. Uh, Sounds like there's, is there some fumbling going on? Yeah, Frank yeah. was, Frank was, uh, Frank had to Good go. Time. Had to go piddle. While, while I was just trying to dodge Frank, I'm going to try and respond to what you just said. Uh, yes, I, I'm i not familiar with this band, um, yeah. but... what? So, uh, funny, actually. Uh, so this is Go It Alone. That, that was the title track off of their 2004 release, uh, The Only Blood Between Us. Okay. Um, but I actually remember at one point sitting in that frigid as vape shop that you were working in oh and you put uh, this on for me no one of their tracks came on your playlist and i sat there being like fuck i know this band i can't remember their name <laughs> i might have had one of those old amp samplers playing it might have been yeah but it was a track off of this album oh shit uh, well yeah, i guess that's why it reminds me growing up because i heard it before <laughs> yeah <laughs> you, you probably did and just didn't even realize yeah, it i mean but it is kind of exemplary of sort of the blending of at the time what i would have called modern hardcore and old yeah. school hardcore now nowadays they've they've kind of pushed the heavy knob up and it's a little like slammier sounding sometimes but yeah dude i mean that reminds me of going the shows through my youth yeah it's funny so i mean uh you know, we we had that we had that interview with uh, with not right, and I was talking about the uh, actually no, we didn't even talk about it on the show. We were talking about it afterwards, but I had mentioned the 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 fucking email interviews where people just email a list of questions and bands respond. And if you look these guys up, one of the first things that comes up is one of those, and you can see their like kind of snarky responses to it. <laughs> but since they're just fucking taking that and printing it, like. It's not like the interviewer could even respond. It was oh, uh, it's kind of funny, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this is this was exactly it in the early two thousands. This was just fucking aggressive ass hardcore. Yeah, you know what? I mean, there, there. <laughs> it's weird how there seems to be sort of an ebb and tide with hardcore, where it's not that. Old school hardcore sort of falls out of fashion, but people start trying new things and that kind of takes off for a little while. And then people remember that mm -hmm. hardcore is fine. You don't need to really add much to it. it. It's interesting because it's like the scene never goes away. Like there's there's always hardcore, but that what does my heart good is to see the old heads supporting the new style. For yeah. the most part. I mean, every once in a while, Joe gets a little weird about a band. But <laughs> <laughs> he was going off about Knocked Loose he for was. a while. He was. And now they're playing his shit again, so I mean. Right. It's, so. <laughs> but normally, 90% of the time, I would say that it's you're seeing parents with kids showing up to these shows just continuing to live like the hardcore kid lifestyle, and that does my heart good. Fucking A. But yeah, that's uh, that's Go It Alone. They had a couple more releases. There was Histories in 2007, 
And there was a completely independent release called Hollywood North uh, that I can't even fucking find. Oh, shit. Uh, like, yeah, it wasn't on a label. It was... So I'm I'm trying to track that one down. If I find it, I will uh, I will make sure to post about it. But I don't believe they're active anymore, unfortunately. Uh, All right. Well. Oh, so it seems that we're uh, we're staying with early 2000, uh, 2002. <laughs> in fact, um, you know what? I'm pretty sure most people are familiar with this, but Tom rolled this. <laughs> In its purest form No limit to the vicious damage The corruption Injustice with no remorse In its disregard Our future's uncertain But its life comes from the earth It must return to the ash Cleanse ourselves of these vile traits And crawl back from annihilation Worthless We share our lives Ruthless We decimate the earth Motherfucking final prayer. So this is this is the era. So I'm generally not a, a big hate breed fan, mm-hmm. which uh, I will get a lot of shit for from from hardcore kids. Uh, it's okay. It's okay, man. I'm not either. I tried listening to. I tried listening to some of their stuff at one point, and I was just like, "This is." And at this point, I'm like, "Why? I could just listen to terror." Well, so here's the deal. I mean, early early hate breed, and that includes this. This is their second album uh, yeah was really fucking good like really good and they deserve the praise that they got for that era uh for me i i get off the train right after this album uh when they started on roadrunner i just mm-hmm. didn't take any of it oh yeah this is this is back when roadrunner was like apparently doing their best to ruin every band they signed uh <laughs> so this for me this was the the band that got me into hardcore. Like, that's fair. That's they. They are the stepping stone for a lot of metalheads like, into hardcore. Yeah. That's the thing. Like it had that that aggression to it 
while still it's still having that uh it still has a metal uh aspect to it yeah there's uh well i mean the especially in the riffs and the the technicality on the lead guitar yeah um but yeah it really you know they 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 brought the fucking hardcore there's no question that was the, the so like um hey the first time i heard this i was i think i was a freshman so i was like i was 15 and i forget who it might have been my my older brother that showed me he's like oh apparently this thing called hardcore and i was like <laughs> and i was like i was like all right and he, this album gets put on and i'm just like i can get down with this this is at the time, I, I'm a, I, I I'm one of the few people that have an insight to little shit kid fucking Frank when he was like ten years old. <laughs> <laughs> and I was a little bastard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. But God, like, so this was like one of the f- besides hearing say something like Pantera, this was one of the first times hearing that like that crushing like breakdown noise, and I was, yeah. I was like, and. Just doing it like song after song. It's like fuck yeah, yeah. I can get down with this. <laughs> it, it was also especially like, say waking up for like getting ready to go to to fucking high school, and there's those certain days where you have you're like I don't want to fucking do this, and like something like this just, it gave you that fucking that that push, that like little I, push. And yeah. you're like I can fucking do this. We're good. <laughs> like hardcore has a way about it where it's it's. It's such a heavy response to, uh, like, your personal reality. Mm-hmm. As a, like, metal does that, but it's usually uh, on a bigger scale. You know what I mean? You'll get, like, fucking, uh, like, creator and impossible brutality. And it's, like, it's shoving the reality of, of the human race and of society in your face. Whereas hardcore, kind of, re- it's, it's, a, it's a smaller reaction. So it can hit you really personally. Yes. Uh, so yeah, it's it's exactly that. Like when I'm when I'm really fucking irritated about something, it's always gonna be fucking hardcore that, that's going on because I'm like I'm fucking I'm fucking tear this motherfucker's heart out of his chest. Like, and it's <laughs> it's it's I always I loved how they fucking they just completely nailed it with the title of the album with perseverance. Mm-hmm. Like it's that that feeling of like of enduring. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Like whatever you're going through at that moment, push on and you're good. Like yeah, that's exactly it. And a million bands have have copied it. Yes. <laughs> oh Shit, God, seriously. Um, yeah, uh, Hatebreed's definitely a band that I I love the idea of. I mean, mm. they're not the first group I would go to on a day to day basis, just because it is a little simple for me at this point. Mm. But I love like that staccato that definition between slayer and pantera with the very staccato chugging that just kept it fucking moving i mean if if uh if you haven't like if you haven't spent time with the first three albums i I highly recommend it Mm -hmm. i remember last year checking out the new release and i was like this is it was all right fine i even it was actually all right yeah Uh, i uh say what you will but i even like the album after this I like oh yeah, no. The I, the rise of brutality, I really enjoyed. The same. Like, it was uh, supremacy when they went to Roadrunner, and that's where I really get all. Like, I, I'm done. Would even <laughs> say I like Just. I mean, he does what we do on a AAA basis. He he reps big bands, and we rep small bands for the sake of the music. So mm-hmm. generally, I'm in love with the idea of Hatebreed. I was on, it, so if you haven't already uh, been checking out Hatebreed, get on that. Yeah. 
They just kind of like start a course. Like someone's <laughs> it, gonna someone's gonna hear it like I, I really want to wear cargo camo shorts all of a sudden. <laughs> Hatebreed is one of those bands that you like if you're if you're ever gonna consider yourself uh, like being seriously into hardcore, you should be familiar with. Uh, you know, it's right up there with like um and this is coming from someone who's not a big Hatebreed fan, but I think they're as essential as like the Gorilla Biscuits and Youth of Today and the fucking Cro-Mags in their own. I mean, do you remember the era? era. Uh, probably sixth grade for me when Hatebreed was really in stride. It was like Hatebreed and Slipknot for your uninitiated. Like they were the scary people. They were the scary shows to go see. Like yeah, you know, parents were talking about oh Hatebreed shows. Oh, <laughs> you know, fucking so yeah. Yeah, I remember. During that time period, I'm pretty sure like Slayer was touring with Hatebreed. I'm like, fuck! I wish I got to see that <laughs> together. Yeah, that would have been a fucking killer show. Oh, but it, it, that's a that's a cool bring in, man. Because I wouldn't have ever done it. Um, but I, you know, it, it always reminds me like, I, I I kind of get this knee jerk response when I hear people talk about Hatebreed now. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I get it, but it's like you know, I need to I need to be reminded every once in a while that like yo, at one point like these were the fucking heavyweight kings, and that needs to be respected. Yeah, I mean, as far as hardcore goes, they might have made the most money. Uh, that probably goes to like Agnostic Front or uh, okay, yeah, Black Flag, because I know they were no. turning around with like Ozzy and shit. Well, yeah, but Black Black Flag's a whole. Oh, okay. <laughs> a whole train wreck of a story. Oh, all right. <laughs> Fucking Mike V doing vocals for him now. Fair. All right, Sam Schlamschen. All right. Um, I have kind of an interesting one for uh for the backup episode today. So, you know, Tom, why don't you just go ahead and roll it?
oh man, I really wish there was like a cave full of orcs nearby that I could slay. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I, I, I'd say you're not far off. You know, I, I'd say that's a accurate representation of what's being attempted here. So, um, for those of you who aren't familiar, that is one of the that is one of the final tracks off of the debut album from Winter Sun, who is the which is the uh, the latest project of former Ensiferum frontman Yari. And uh, so, here's the thing: it's impossible to talk about Winter Sun. Period. Uh, without talking about the many, many, many controversies that have surrounded Yari, his studio perfectionism, and his repeated attempted bullshitting of his record label to give him massive amounts of money, build him literally his own studio from the ground up uh, in one fell swoop of payment. And at the same time, though, despite all the insane controversy, like this is a story that could take an entire episode of this show just to cover the basics of but at the same time especially on this debut album yari's uh compositional and writing skills cannot be denied especially with this track which is my favorite off of the debut album from winter sun star child it's just a self-titled album uh you can still find it easily to this day in any any discount cd bin for six dollars and you know I mean, I've really fallen out of love with Winter Sun for the most part over the past few years, uh, mostly because I heard The Forest Seasons, uh, his most recent album, and thought it was one of the most boring releases of that year, which it really was. And, you know, it's just so tragic looking back on this album and thinking, like, God, like, this is so good. Imagine what could have been if Yari had just, like, kept his nose to the grindstone and it actually concentrated on what made him you know, successful. And that was his ability to write decent music. And, oh, it's, it's such a, it's such a tragic thing to think about. You know what, uh, what really makes this, uh, a fun fucking bring in too, is this isn't something I would call a typical Sam bring in. Mm-mm. I would have like, this is something, if I just heard it and didn't see who posted it, I'd have been like, Oh, Frank brought this. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, Frank um, Frank is who I thought of when I was looking on my CD shelf for potential stuff to bring in. And uh, I thought, oh, maybe Frank will recognize this. Actually, Frank, you're familiar with Winter Sun, correct? I actually am not. Um, that is, is really surprising. I know. This is, uh, yeah, this is probably going to be going on later That's on. surprising for me, too. I thought you knew them. I, I did not, but... Um, Actually, I is could, is any is anyone here familiar with Winter Sun besides me? Yes, Only by name. Uh, oh, okay. I'm familiar with this album, and I'm also familiar with all of the controversy. It uh, is, yeah, yeah. All Phil, the, Phil, can, yeah, Phil can back me up here. It is quite a story. Didn't he at one point do some fucking crowdfunding that led to nothing? He, Ooh, here, here's here's what he tried to do. Uh, at the time, Yari and his Winter Sun and his Winter Sun project were under the flag of Nuclear Blast Records, and Yari, while still under contract to Nuclear Blast, tried to start a Kickstarter campaign to build himself his own studio with a sauna. By the way, <laughs> with a, yo, you got to relax uh, the hands. Yeah, no. So we're talking about. Like with with the level with the complex level of layering and orchestration that uh, 
that Winter Sun's music often requires, we are talking about a studio that would cost well into the hundreds of thousands of euros. Uh, adjusting for U.S. prices, yeah, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like building a building a professional grade recording recording studio from the ground up, like that is an obscene amount of money. And Yari tried to start a Kickstarter campaign while still being <laughs> legally while still being legally beholden to Nuclear Blast <laughs> and his contract terms with them, which of course went absolutely nowhere because I think by that time, uh, also you have to remember that between Winter Sun's debut and second album is a span of eight years. I am not shitting you. We are talking a band that like who's in who's who's downtime between albums rivals tool <laughs> it's, it's them, it's them sauna days no, no okay in fact i highly in fact i have this open because i i just wanted to be reminded of all the, the little specifics i highly suggest that everyone listening to this episode go look up the article an unpopular take on the winter sun versus nuclear blast debate uh it's written on a site called the metal pigeon which in hindsight is a great fucking name um and there's some there's some interesting insights on that article and many others as to the gigantic just the the giant pudding of bullshit that has congealed under under uh yari and his winter sun project Uh, he's he's such a huge fucking dick (laughs) i I, he's he can just the the sheer amount like the sheer amount of like ego and just the the sheer level of rock star attitude uh, under the of, of this guy is just it's astonishing. Like, I have no, I have no like I feel it's the only time in history I feel genuinely bad for the label. I, like all the sh- all the shit he's dragged them through is just insane. I, I I gotta fucking hand it to the man though, brass fucking balls. Oh, <laughs> like, oh no, no dude, fucks we, given. That, that guy has a pair. That guy has a set of solid tungsten cojones my friend <laughs> like no fucks given not i know and espe- <laughs> and especially with how disappointing the forest season was i that, the forest seasons was i mean time one was okay uh there's their second it was all right i mean when it gets to the point where your actual fan base is basically telling you we're done fuck you uh and i mean you go ahead and look at, at response to to shit he put like he gets fucking shredded online all the time because he just dicked over his fans constantly. Uh, it, it, vitriol, just straight vitriol at the man. And he's still, he won't back down from his fucking weird little pedestal God. that he's built himself. And, you know, <laughs> Does this here's, pedi- here's the th- this is what happens. Like, the story of Winter Sun, in my eyes, is the story of somebody getting uh, a taste of the smallest amount of power and just doing everything they can to run wild with it. Because again, are we talking Yari- about ghosts now? <laughs> <laughs> See, here's the thing. Uh, like, here, I, I'm just, I'm just going to say this right now. Yari is head and shoulders above the members of ghost. As far the, as songwriting, the member of goes. ghost. Yeah. No, yeah. The, maybe that's true. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Like, Yari has always been a really talented guy. Like he's he's a he's a good songwriter. His structures are strong. His sense of melody is strong. He has genuine talent, and that's what makes this even worse. Yeah, I mean, and it, it it's what makes it in my eyes almost a oh god, almost a Shakespearean tragedy, like this fall from grace because 
Phil is right. Like Yari has pretty much trashed his professional reputation the world over. Like as far as I know, pretty much nobody in the metal community wants anything to do with him anymore, and rightfully so. Nah, homeboy pulled a Maddox. <laughs> oh yeah, we yeah we are we are absolutely talking like he and Maddox would have plenty in common. Well, and you know. It's, it's just what makes this even worse for me because I will still go back and listen to the Winter Sun debut and occasionally even Time One because I do like some stuff on that album. I mean... And it's, it's just, it just fucking kills me to see what he's become. Isn't, isn't Cannibal Corpse looking for a guitarist right now? <laughs> uh, I want to talk more about that, but we have to, we have to wait... We had to wait until tomorrow's episode that happened two yep. weeks ago. Yeah, that's uh, the one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Um, it's God. It, it really is a tragedy to me to to see like to see a, a, a genuinely talented guy, like a res, a once respected member of like the, you know, the, just the the whole melodic symphonic metal community just completely run away with what little power he was given. And again, go check out that article, An Unpopular Take on the Winter Sun versus Nuclear Blast Debate. Uh, keep in mind, this, this article was also written when, when there were still some people on Yari's side, which there aren't anymore. Like, even his most hardcore fans at this point have just been like, you know what, man? You're on your own. Like, we're not, we're not giving you 500,000 euros to fucking build your own studio. Like, you can take your sauna and shove it up your ass. But, I mean... I, I would tell anyone listening to this, just go listen to Winter Sun's self-titled debut. It's a great album. It's a really, really cool piece of work. I mean, there's a lot going on in it, but just remember that it's going to be hard to listen to after you find out the entire story behind Winter Sun. And I, I know I dragged on a lot about the whole controversy surrounding them. It's just, it's impossible to talk about Winter Sun. No, you, I mean, straight up impossible without discussing it at length. You had to, and I also feel like it would be irresponsible not to uh, for oh. anyone who's who's being introduced to them with this. Uh, yeah. I would not be doing my due diligence if yeah. I didn't. So I... I <laughs> It was uh, no, you had to. Uh, you had to give people that disclaimer of like, "Hey, here's a great album," uh, and Yari's a dick. Yeah. Um, but still, cool bring in because uh, it is. It's a fucking. It's a killer album. It's such a fucking shame. And you know what? I even had the great pleasure to see this band live in oh. Oakland, California. Oh no shit! And, and you know what? They put on a hell of a show. They, they on, did. They play great. the show at uh, Hand in Stone. <laughs> no, they played it. Um, I was at the Regency. Well, uh, hey, you know, end of the day, they can always go on tour with Threaten. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I'm so glad we covered that story. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad I brought that in. But yeah, look, uh, um, go check out Winter Sun. Uh, again, like, if you try listening to their most recent album, The Forest Seasons. You're probably going to be bored. It's it's not a particularly interesting album. There's just there's nothing really worthwhile on it. Um, time one is fine. Time one has some really cool stuff on it, but this to me, this self titled debut, this is where this is where Yari really sh he really shined on this one, and it just it makes it like I said like and, and like I've said multiple times, it just makes it so hard to accept that he's become what he is like that. 
he's developed this level of egotism that he has. Uh, it's, it, it just it just really depresses and angers me when I see the way he's just dicked over his fans and the community in general. Uh, well, you know, uh, it's uh, yeah, it's a fucking story. Uh, check out the album and go read into it because it's disappointing and fascinating at the same time. Uh, it, it really is. It really is an equal measure of both. Like you will, you it reading about this, this really is like what it's like watching a violent train wreck. You just you know it's awful, but you just can't look away. I well, uh, that's another one that we could we could legitimately ramble on about for fucking hours. Uh, just you getting know, honestly, into. Honestly, part of me kind of wonders if we should have a discussion about like hubris in the metal community and egotism, and maybe use this as almost a case study. You know what? Yeah, I'd have to. I'd have to do a, a little bit of because uh, I can think of. Uh, I know I can think of other situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd, I'd be down. That would be an interesting discussion. That's a good sometime. topic idea. Uh, maybe yeah. sometime in. Uh, maybe sometime in February post. Uh, post top 10 list yeah uh oh i'm going to see morbid angel necrot and blood incantation in february very nice but uh anyway guys uh hope you enjoyed the episode we know it's a little bit different than what we usually do um but we still wanted to get something to you we all Mm know we don't like taking days off that's right uh it's happened in the past we're trying to avoid it ever happening again uh so Merry fucking Christmas, happy, everyone. Happy holidays, you filthy animals. Uh, <laughs> yeah. May, may the liquor flow, and may your families not give you too much shit. If, uh, if you enjoyed the episode, you know, like, download, subscribe, all that fun shit. Leave us, uh, leave us a five-star on iTunes. Downloads, please. I, I will always beg for downloads. Um... You can find all of our shit over at fthepit.com. That's the letter F and the words thepit.com. And if you really like our shit, you can head over to patreon.com slash fromthepit. Five bucks a month gets you four bonus episodes every month. That's eight episodes of From the Pit. Uh, except they're not quite. It's Go go check it out. You'll, you'll, you'll enjoy it. Uh, and that about does it for me. That means that we have arrived at our wonderful holiday destination it is now safe to undo your seatbelts good night ladies <laughs>